Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach for The Natty Hour, and welcome everybody to episode 45. I hope everybody is surviving okay during our self-isolation. I am really trying to make sure that I am doing weekly episodes for you guys moving forward. I've been getting a lot of really positive feedback. So thank you all so much for tuning in. If you find these episodes helpful, please do me a huge favor. Make sure that you are sharing these podcast episodes with your friends and your family, sharing them on social media. Make sure that you're tagging me so I can see it. That would really mean a lot to me. All right, everyone, so today, let's get right into the episode. We are gonna be talking about how we can stop yo-yo dieting. And I think that this episode is really appropriate right now just because I think a lot of people are eating out of boredom. There's a lot of people reaching for the fridge when they are at home right now. A lot of us are mistaking hunger for boredom. So I thought that this episode would be appropriate to just kind of help people stay on track. So let's get into today's episode. So before we can stop something, we need to truly understand what it is. So what the heck is yo-yo dieting? It's the vicious cycle of dieting over and over again without actually getting anywhere. I just wanna start out by saying that the more extreme the diet is, Typically, the more vicious the cycle I'm about to explain to you is going to be. So keep that in the back of your mind here. The cycle, it starts out where you enter into a dieting phase, which involves a caloric restriction. This can be done in many forms, but the only way to actually enter into a dieting phase is by being in a calorie deficit. You start to see the positive effects that we all hope to see from this stage by losing weight, but there are negative effects that are often overlooked such as loss of muscle, reduced metabolic rate, and other negative adaptations to your hormones, which we will discuss further in detail a little bit later. I'm not saying that dieting is bad. We all go through it at some stage in our lives, but the more extreme the diet is, the more extreme these negative adaptations are going to be. This works in reverse as well. You know, the less extreme that your diet is, so if it takes you longer to achieve your fat loss goals, the less extreme these negative adaptations are going to be. After a certain point, the next part of the cycle involves you typically falling off the wagon. This happens when your calories get super low to a point where it's no longer manageable. And quite often we think that we need to just exercise more willpower and be stronger. We're just being weak and we need to try harder. But that doesn't matter if you are constantly falling off the wagon multiple times during the week. After you've fallen off the wagon, depending for how long, so some people it's multiple days during the week and others it's longer boats of time where you fall off the wagon for weeks or months. After you've fallen off the wagon, you try to get back into the dieting phase because let's face it, you probably put 
all of the weight back on that you previously lost, right? At this point, not a lot of people realize that even though you may have taken a few weeks off, quite often your hormones haven't reset to an optimal point for you to enter into an optimal dieting phase again, making it even harder for you to lose weight the next time around. So it's not about it being a psychological issue where you need to practice more willpower. There's a lot of physiological aspects that people don't understand that are going on that are kind of outside of your control. So what happens? You try to lose weight for a few weeks, might not get anywhere because your calories might not be low enough to drive your new starting point of entering into a caloric deficit. But if you take your calories any lower, you're going to snap. So of course, you fall off the wagon yet again. You can start to see here how this process is a vicious cycle of dieting where you get nowhere. At this point, a lot of people start to feel like there's something wrong with them and perhaps they were never destined to feel happy in their own skin and that they should just settle and never try because, you know, what's the point? Well, I'm here to assure you that there is nothing wrong with you at all. You're just simply not dieting strategically. Listen, we're all so bombarded and programmed to believe, especially with social media, to believe that fat loss should be quick and easy. You see it all the time from social media posts showing extreme transformation Tuesday photos of, you know, the transformation only taking that person four to eight weeks, perhaps. You can't even wait in a grocery line anymore without seeing Dr. Oz promoting his secret to quick fat loss. We are all programmed to believe that this should be a quick fix. And yet when we don't see that for ourselves, we instantly think that we are failures. Well, all of that, you guys, it's bullshit. You don't really know what others are doing to see the results that they are achieving. Most often, these air quote success stories aren't painting the entire picture as to how these results are actually being obtained. Quite often, the photos, they might not be real. Often on social media, they can be photoshopped, there's surgery involved, and more often than not, there's a lot of performance enhancing drugs that are being abused in the fitness world. People often think that, you know, jacked male bodybuilders is what's associated when they hear performance enhancing drugs. But no, I'm here to let you know that the ladies in the fitness world, they abuse performance enhancing drugs just as much as the jack bodybuilders do. Full disclaimer here, I have no issues with those who use performance enhancing drugs, but when they are a key component to these quick fat loss results I'm referring to, and fitness influencers online are saying that the results are just from nutrition and training and trying hard, that's when I have a problem with it. But that's a rant for another day. I think you get the picture. The point is, we have to stop being so gullible to the results that we are seeing online because it's not creating the motivation that you think that it is. It's actually causing you to think, well, what's wrong with me? I eat, I train the same way that that person does. Why don't I look like that? So again, please always remember that the results that you are being shown aren't telling you the entire picture they aren't telling you the entire story as to how those results are being obtained no more comparing yourself or your results to others online just stop so having said that what can you do how can you be strategic with your fat loss journey going forward 
let's be real. There is a lot of crap on the internet and social media these days. There's products out there that are just BS methods that are being promoted and are just clouding our belief that there must be some secret magical way to lose fat quickly. But as we've already discussed, there really isn't. As amazing as it would be, there are no secrets. There are no magical teas, coffees, wraps, or food that is gonna speed up the fat loss process. So if you're scrolling through Instagram and you come across a post of a mind-blowing fat loss transformation or a product that helps you drop fat overnight, please don't be fooled. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Just like everything else, results, they don't happen overnight. You don't just start walking when you're a baby, you learn over time. Just like you don't just start driving a car, you learn over time. You don't just get a degree or buy a house or get that job promotion overnight. All of these things, they take hard work, patience, and time. Fat loss is no different. So having said that, I wanna quickly go over four steps that will help you actually speed up the process so you aren't spinning your wheels year after year that's resulting in yo-yo dieting. As you may know, you know, yo-yo dieting, it's a major issue and definitely one of the reasons why people struggle to lose weight and actually keep it off. But if you follow these four steps, if you are strategic, you can break that cycle and actually sustain your fat loss results over time. So the first step here, the most important step of all, priming your metabolic rate. What the heck does that mean? So this first step here is often missed by a lot of people. Remember how we were talking about those negative adaptations that dieting causes towards your hormones? This step, it actually allows you to mitigate these negative adaptations so you can prime your body for a successful fat loss stage. So before I get into how this step actually works, let's quickly talk about some of these negative effects that dieting in particular yo-yo dieting has on your hormones so we're very quickly going to just touch over the following hormones that are negatively impacted ghrelin leptin and your thyroid so firstly ghrelin this hormone it acts as your hunger hormone so as we are dieting and eating less food over time it makes sense that we are going to start to feel more hungry this is your ghrelin going up this is primarily why it is so damn hard to sustain a dieting phase over an extended period of time. The hunger you experience can't really be mitigated. It is normal and can only be ignored for so long. Next, we have leptin. This is produced in fat cells and is the opposite of ghrelin. This hormone, it regulates your hunger, meaning it makes you feel less hungry. So as you diet down, you start to lose fat which causes the hormone to go down. And when leptin goes down, you start to feel less satisfied. And then lastly here, your thyroid hormone, which is responsible for your metabolic rate. This one, we all know that when you diet, your metabolic rate goes down. And the only way to speed up your metabolism is by eating more food over time. And that's where priming your metabolic rate comes into play. So clearly, there are some negative adaptations that dieting has on our body. A lot of people think that they need to just try harder or, you know, have a stronger mindset. While your mental game does play a significant role in your success, there is always going to be some level of physiological effects that you just can't fight. Once you reach that point where adherence is out the window, your hunger cues are out of whack and sustainability of the amount you are eating is just not practical, it's time to take a break. 
it's time to implement what is known as a diet break because you can't diet forever. You just can't. All of the things mentioned above are unavoidable. It's important to understand them, but also know too, you can't avoid them when you're dieting. So if you are a chronic yo-yo dieter and are ready to make a change, you need to take this first step here seriously. So let's get into it. Essentially, you wanna take care of your metabolism before entering into a fat loss stage by strategically eating more food over time. Before you freak out of the idea of eating more food, just hear me out. This is the most underrated step of them all. Those who are constantly yo-yo dieting are likely still in a caloric deficit when they aren't dieting without even realizing it. So over time, this really starts to have negative effects on your metabolism, making it more and more difficult to actually lose weight each time you go to diet. A lot of people think that they need to be consuming 1200 calories a day when they aren't dieting and they are consistently eating this amount of food for an extended period of time. I don't know why, but everyone seems to believe that the magical number of calories you should be consuming regularly is 1200 for the rest of your life. What often happens here is that those who consume this little of food over a period of time they start to experience these negative adaptations that I mentioned previously. This is where your body adapts to the need to consume 1200 calories a day just to maintain weight. That means that you would have to consume an even lower amount of calories if you want to lose weight. Can you imagine eating only 900 calories, for example, every single day to achieve your fat loss goals? I can tell you that in my experience that this is just not sustainable and 99% of people can't adhere to this. And because of that, we get wrapped in our heads that we are a failure when in actuality we aren't when 99% of people can't do it either. It's unnecessary suffering to be honest. So if you aren't dieting but plan to in the future for maybe a wedding, vacation, photo shoot, whatever it may be, it's important to take the time before dieting just as seriously by priming your metabolic rate. This is where you implement what is known as a reverse diet. So you can speed up your met metabolism prior to the fat loss stage in the future. Yes, you heard me correctly. You need to eat more food to speed up your metabolism. So like I said previously, don't freak out of the thought of eating more food thinking you're gonna gain a bunch of weight. If you take what you're eating right now and just slowly add in more food over time, my recommendation is two to 5% increases in your fats and your carbohydrates every two weeks. If you do that strategically, your body can adapt and change where these incremental changes become your new maintenance calories. Just like you adapted your body to maintain weight consuming 1200 calories a day, you can adapt it to maintain weight consuming 1600, 1800, maybe 2000 or closer to 3000 calories a day. I have seen it. Currently right now I am consuming over 2,500 calories and I have been for over 10 months now and I've actually been maintaining weight consuming that much food. Why do we want to do this? You might be asking now. Well over time it does allow you to not suffer as much when you go to diet again. You may find that you can lose weight eating the 1,200 calories a day right now but maybe in the future you can lose weight eating 1,600 or maybe even 1,800 calories a day. Can you imagine if you were able to lose weight eating 1800 calories a day versus a torturous 900 calories a day? 
seems like a no-brainer to me. Last thing I want to add is that everyone is different, so don't get hung up on the numbers. It's about getting your metabolism to a healthier state so you can eliminate unnecessary suffering during the dieting phase in the future. So again, take this step seriously. The next step to helping you implement a strategic diet is once you are done priming your metabolism, you are ready to drive a caloric deficit. So with this step in mind, it's really important to make sure that we stop this belief that there are magical foods that are going to help you achieve your fat loss goals. I think that this myth is slowly starting to go away, but there are still a few people out there who are under the impression that you need to have magical foods in order to see results. And this just isn't the case. You can eat clean, organic, be a vegan, count your macros, or even gluten-free. It really doesn't matter. It's about finding a nutrition plan that you as an individual can stick to and you know what you actually enjoy it not everything needs to be hardcore so focus more on what's sustainable i have found for myself that flexible dieting is the most suitable approach for me and all of my clients but it comes down to what works best for you and your schedule not what so and so is doing or what the latest fad is what works good for you might not work good for somebody else and vice versa regardless of the plan and food choices you make the only way to lose weight is by eating less consistently over time the time frame varies for each person so stay consistent with your caloric deficit the next step that you really want to make sure that you are implementing is adherence and consistency once you are in that caloric deficit, adhering to your program over a consistent period of time is key. It's where most people get lost or start to fall off track. The latest fad may be out there or maybe your friend is crushing it on a different program, but we have to stop jumping from program to program because it's what everyone else is doing. Pick a program that you can stick to for six months, maybe a year, maybe even five years from now. I get there are so many options out there and so much information, so how do you know what program to do? Well, I will say this, it's not about the latest and greatest. The program you should be on is the one that you can stick to for the rest of your life. Remember, adherence is key. And then the last step, I know you're going to shake your head at me, but it's patience. The most basic and overrated tip out there but if you are shaking your head right now and thinking yeah 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 i know i need to be more patient that's common sense but just remember that common sense isn't always common practice make an effort to practice and implement patience it's not easy to be patient but it's a skill worth possessing so make a valid effort to focus on being a more patient person, not just with your fitness goals, but in all areas of your life. If you can focus on being patient when you're driving in traffic, waiting in line at the grocery store, waiting for a piece of equipment at the gym, I know we're not going to the gyms right now, but you get the reference, that's just gonna transfer to being patient when it comes to your fat loss goals and in all areas of your life. And let's face it, it's gonna make you a much happier person anyways. And then lastly, ask yourself this, how long have you spent getting yourself to the point where you don't wanna be? Understand that this is not gonna change overnight. Once you let go of that notion that fat loss should be quick, everything else, it really does fall into place. Once you let go of asking the question, well, how long is this gonna take? At that point, you can start to move that needle forward and create that momentum that you need to see the results you so desperately wanna see. Listen, time is gonna pass anyways. 
So quit living the same year after year by trying a new extreme fad and then falling off the wagon and having to start all over again. Haven't you done that enough? Please just stop letting extreme transformations from others motivate you. Too often we're using these extreme transformations as benchmarks for our own success and that's happening way too much. Why is it that losing 30 pounds in seven months is not considered as impressive because it's not as sexy as 30 days? Because it takes way longer? Because it's like watching paint dry? Well, I call bullshit and would argue that that's more impressive. Why, you might ask? Because it's not about the weight lost and how quickly you were able to get there. It's about the patience that that individual had to endure and the fact that the slower the results, it teaches you to be patient, the discipline and habits you develop from it. And most importantly, what happens after you lose the weight? Do you know what's really funny? And not a lot of people realize this, but it's actually been statistically shown that the slower the weight comes off for individuals, the more likely they are to keep it off. Whereas those who lose weight too quickly, 95% of them put all of the weight that they lost back on and then some. Don't be another statistic. I mean, would you rather lose all the weight in 30 days, all to put it back on and then some afterwards? Or would you rather take a full year or two to slowly lose the weight you need to and keep it off forever? I mean, it seems like a no-brainer, so just keep moving that needle forward, my friends, and remember that this is not a race. It's a marathon. Well, that's it for today's episode, my friends. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate you all so much. If you have any suggestions for any future episodes of anything that you would like to learn, please be sure to send me an email, thenattyhour at gmail.com. I look forward to chatting with you all next week, but until then, go out there and strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.